0: Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and HR and Levine studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Well, welcome into a soggy TPC Sawgrass Players Championship. Really unlike any I've covered uh, so far, and I've been here since 2008. We got some golf in today, but not enough of it. Not a lot of it. We are staring right down the barrel of a Monday finish. Here at TPC Sawgrass, there are some thoughts that it could even be a Tuesday finish. I think that really depends on the weather tomorrow, and I think it's unlikely given the forecast. But maybe we'll get Mike Burrish on over the next hour and see what he has to say. Going to get three different tournaments, in my estimation, here at the Players' Championship. Want to talk a little bit about that today uh, here with Casey Kurtz, Brent Martineau at the Players. Casey back in the studio. Austin Lane will join us on Action Sports Jacks. On ESPN 690, starting at 4 until 6 o'clock. That's when we go back to the football, the baseball, the everything else, free agency, frenzy, in both sports on the horizon. But just like yesterday, uh, we're going to have fun talking about the Players' Championship and uh, live from TPC Sawgrass from 3 p.m. until 4 p.m. Here is the latest, by the way. Uh, Rex Hoggard. Uh, who works for the Golf Channel. He's probably in the media center. I'm not in there, and you get these kind of announcements. But he said, tour's about to make an announcement in a moment. Players leaving the clubhouse, which means we're probably done for the day here at the Players' Championship. And that is no surprise. Uh, everybody that keeps asking me, texting me, asks, uh, hey, we're going to play golf. I said, I don't think so. I don't think we're playing golf today. And... uh Well, you can see behind me, if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, they may have already made the announcement because I'm even seeing more people now exit uh, the grounds here at TPC Sawgrass. Some Hardy fans stuck it out, uh, hoping that they'd see a little more golf this afternoon. But that window uh, is certainly closing. Casey Kurtz, just one of those miserable experiences over the last couple of days for everybody who works uh, for the PGA Tour, the Players' Championship, TPC Sawgrass. Uh, The players, the caddies, and... Well, the fans and people that cover it as well, it's nothing you can do about Mother Nature sometimes.
1: Yeah, I guess not. You hate to see it uh, anytime you're at a PGA Tour event, but you definitely hate to see it if it's one of the four majors or the Players' Championship. So I'm sure there's frustration on both sides, players included. So, But it, like I, like we said yesterday, it's going to be a battle of attrition because it doesn't sound like they're going to cancel the event, move the event. You've played not even a full round yet, but they're going to keep powering through, it sounds like. so. I guess buckle up and wait for your next time to get on the golf course, especially if you're a guy like Jordan Spieth who hit that shot on 17 and has a terrible shot coming up uh, to try to make par on 17. He's not going to hit it for another day now. So I think that's just one thing that plays into all these guys' minds. It's going to be a tough, tough road to get to the finish.
0: Or you get uh, somebody like a Fleetwood and Hoagie sitting at six under par, and they won't hit a shot for some, I don't know, uh, some – 40 hours, maybe, after the last time they hit a shot, something like that. Uh, So they've got a good score, that's the case, but they've got to play a lot of golf over these next couple of days. And what I was going to say, uh, what I want to talk about a little bit, is the golf course is going to play, in my estimation, three different ways. It's going to be three different tournaments. You've got your Thursday-Friday setup where – it's soggy, it's wet, but the conditions actually for scoring for these kind of players, very good. Mm-hmm. You can get after it. The receptive greens, they're not getting a lot of roll, but you're also, you know where it's going. If you're hitting it well, you can score. And the putts were still rolling, even when it was wet and they had to squeegee the greens. And I was uh, I think that's tricky, but they were still rolling pretty good So while they were out there. So you get that kind of golf, which you got six under and five under and four under and a lot of people under par. But then tomorrow, you're going to get a whole different kind of golf. You're going to get windy golf. And that is going to really wreak havoc on the field. I think it benefits the people that got out in front and the scoring because who knows what the scoring will look like when we have 20 to 25-mile-an-hour uh, sustained winds tomorrow afternoon and then 40-mile-an-hour gusts. So that could be crazy here on Saturday. And then on Sunday, we get very cool temperatures, borderline uh, a freeze here at TPC Sawgrass. It won't be a freeze, according to Mike Burrish, but it's borderline a freeze, and then it'll be freezing cold. Now, the wind will drop back down, but it's going to be very chilly on Sunday. So it's like we have three different events here on this same golf course. And then how much does the course dry out, Casey, is very interesting, because if we're going to have 25-mile-an-hour winds gusting to 40, well, I know we're getting a ton of rain, but that will dry some of that out now. Plus, you add the sub air, and by Sunday, these things could be rolling hot again.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely and I think when it comes to the the weather, the co- the cold that you said is interesting to me because I remember when they played the Masters in November uh, last year or the year before, I remember a lot of the golfers talked about how they'd never seen that golf course in those conditions. So obviously there's been events here at T B C Sawgrass where it's been cold. But at a potential freeze with the winds, some of these guys have probably never played this course in those conditions. So to that point, to see how they try to attack it with the wind, how they decide to shape their shots and whatnot will be interesting. But, yeah, it's going to be survive, try to make the cut, because we're still... 18 holes away at minimum from a cut. These guys are going to be trying to make the cut with the wind and just hoping to get to potentially Monday, like you said, because it might dry out or it should dry out. Everything could be back to normal, and you could see some really good scores come Monday, but you got to get to that point.
0: Yeah, and by the way, uh, play has been suspended for the remainder of the day here uh, at the Players' Championship, so uh, that is official. Uh, there's more weather coming in. Uh, the And now they're saying the earliest play will resume on Saturday is 11 a.m., Wow. So they are going to hold the phone here and not fire it up again until they feel like they can play. 11 a.m. the earliest. Now, that's interesting news. And that also speaks to we are guaranteed now a Monday finish. They just can't logistically do it. And if we get this weather system, see, two days ago, I'm not sure this weather was supposed to hang around for as long as it's hanging around. It's just not moving over Ponte Vedra Beach. Tomorrow, if it does a similar thing, it's supposed to be a fast-moving squall. I talked a lot to Mike Barger about this, so I know I sound like a meteorologist, but he knows what he's doing, and he he said it's supposed to be a fast-moving squall. If for some reason that thing stalls down and it goes into 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon, now we might be starting to talk about a Tuesday finish here at the Players' Championship, and they did not rule that out. So uh, I'll tell you one other thing, Casey, this is going to really test is the patience of these players. Uh, not so much endurance, but the mental part of it. You know, the start and the stopping, the not playing, the not practicing. Can't even practice right now. Uh, stay loose. You know, what do you do with all this time? Somebody asked me, I said, probably just playing on their phone and playing cards and eating. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. And waiting for it to stop. So I think the mental part of this weekend is going to be fascinating to watch. It's going to be long. It's going to be still wet. It's going to be windy. It's going to be cold. So there we go.
1: Yeah, and that's especially, like you said, the waiting. We saw Justin Thomas on social media. He went back to his wherever he's staying and was hanging out with his dog, so that looks like a a good thing to do. But my question, and that plays into what you were just talking about, obviously the Players' Championship a prestigious event, but now looking at – I mean, I wouldn't even say – I'd say there's pretty much no chance you're finishing the second round tomorrow. So now you're into Sunday, and you don't even know who's making the cut – I wonder the guys right now that are on the outside looking in by a pretty good shot, the Matt Fitzpatricks of the world, uh, Webb Simpson, Tony Finau, those type of guys who are well over par in a bad situation and won't even play golf again for a while because they're not even the next ones that will go out and play depending on how they change that schedule. Do you just say, you know what, I'm coming back next year, you know, I've got my exemption, I just withdraw now and let this play out? I think we will see a decent amount of guys withdraw. I just don't know how that will play out because we saw guys withdraw this morning. Um Luke, Luke List, List was one of those yeah. guys So I think that part's fascinating Because there's a lot of these guys that are Probably planning on playing the PGA Tour event on That starts on Thursday in Tampa Obviously it's not the Players' Championship But sometimes you got to be realistic and say I'm 6 over par, I'm 4 over par It's Players' Championship, I should probably go get ready For an opportunity to win at the Valspar Where I'm even par yeah, uh,
0: maybe. Uh, that's I, I don't know the mentality of golfers. I'm sure if they don't feel right, if they have some aches and pains and they're trying to battle through because the purse is so big, it's such a prestigious event, then maybe that comes into play. I just wonder a little bit about the competitive nature of these guys. And, and by the way, like you have no idea where the cut line is going to go. Like I said, you're seeing six hundred par, but that's not like, like – listen, Rory McIlroy is not playing great right now, but he's not out of it. He's seven shots back with a lot of golf to go. So you really have no idea where that's going to be and what the wind is going to do. So I really think the wind is the most important part of the day, uh, the whole tournament, really. Saturday is going to be the most important part of the, the tournament because these guys that went out, where are they going to be tomorrow night? Um, or do they even have to deal with that based on these conditions? You might get some players just trying to finish their first round, start their second round, and that afternoon wave that was supposed to originally go out today, did they not play until Sunday now and not have to deal with those 40-mile-an-hour gusts? Wow, what a big advantage they would have to go out Thursday, go get a number, and then not even have to deal with some of the conditions today and especially tomorrow afternoon here at TPC Sawgrass, and all they have to deal with is the cold. So it's really luck of the draw here at TPC Sawgrass and, well, luck of the weather or lack thereof.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that would be fascinating if it plays out the way that you just said because I, I agree with you that if they finish the round, obviously tomorrow, the round from today, and then go in the same schedule that they would have gone in which those guys would go right back on the course, I don't see them changing that. I Obviously, we haven't heard anything of that. But that's gonna open up some definite definite criticism if guys like Tommy Fleetwood, uh Kramer Hickok, and those guys at the top of the leaderboard don't even go on the golf course when it's windy. I think that's a I think that'll be interesting to see how guys like Roy McElroy, Justin Thomas, and Dustin Johnson, guys that will have to play in both windy conditions, would have to say if their scores are horrible, and these guys that are the leaders that played on Thursday, don't even go on the golf course. On Saturday, I think it'll be interesting to see how they respond to that.
0: What do you think is going to be? What did you think of today? What do you think of them even playing through what they played through, squeegeeing the greens in between putts? Were you surprised that they were still going?
1: Yeah, I was. Um, I don't. I don't love that because it just, it just doesn't seem right. Like when you got to squeegee the greens, like that's too much rain, in my opinion. But I think it's incredible how how so good the players still are even in those conditions. I mean, they're literally reading putts under an umbrella. They're hold, caddies are holding umbrellas over uh, the golf ball just to keep it dry. So I think it's incredible that most of the guys were still pretty good in those conditions. But I think when you're squeegeeing the greens, when it's coming down to the point where On the broadcast, on TV, you can clearly see it's raining. That's not always the case. When these guys are getting drenched, every time they come out from under the umbrella, I think that's too much.
0: I was stunned that they were still playing. And then I said that, tweeted that, like five minutes later, it was done. I I didn't have anything to do with that. But I was just – I would watched it long enough. I was like, I can't believe these guys are still playing. I'll tell you what else. I thought – and Ty and I were watching earlier this morning too, and we said it's like, wouldn't you be annoyed if you were a golfer and you still had to play through all this? And I don't know no one's going to feel bad for the golfers, but it's just like this is a ma- it's like for, to them this is a major championship, right? I know it's not by by the letter of the law, but it's a major championship, a lot of money. And so, on one respect, I was like, wow, I I, I bet these guys are like, what are we doing here? Why am I waiting to putt through a puddle? <laughs> you know, yeah. like is this what this thing's supposed to be all about? But then on the other hand, I was like, well, wait a minute now. They know they can go get this course right now. The longer they wait, they're going to have to deal with the other stuff come this weekend. And so it was an interesting balance, I would bet, from a player perspective of maybe this isn't the worst-case scenario. (laughs) Because I've got greens. I've got the ball in my hand to lift clean and place it, and that's an advantage for these guys that they're so good. So there's a lot to think about and digest, and I saw – I saw Colin Morikawa. I saw Justin Thomas. I saw uh, Rory McIlroy, Brooks Kepka, that whole group come off the course. And I'll tell you this. I didn't. I saw Billy Horschel. I saw some smiles, and Justin stopped and signed autographs. And I didn't see what looked like an annoyed uh, group of golfers that they had been out there as long as they were. They might have been. But I think uh, overall, I think they kind of handled the conditions pretty well. They just said, all right, we're going to try to get through it. And uh, let's see if we can go get a number. Some people did. Some people uh, did not. So here is the leaderboard, by the way, at the Players' Championship, which seems almost irrelevant, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the fact that we don't even have a first round in through Friday, uh, which I can't imagine has ever happened before, that the first round has never been completed by Friday
1: night. It doesn't ring a bell.
0: Yeah, we've had plenty of stoppages over the years. This will be the first Monday finish, by the way, since 2005. It's the first Uh, Delay of any kind since 2016. It's the first delay of any kind on the PGA Tour, I think, since, like, Houston of 2021, I think it was. And this year they have had no problems with weather at all on the tour, and they're getting it all in one big swoop here in northeast Florida at the uh, heralded Players' Championship at TPC Sawgrass. The the PGA Tour official who spoke today about uh, what they were trying to do and what was going to happen said, hey, it's just bad luck this is not normal to have this kind of system come through here in march uh and of course it does have a lot of the anti-march folks coming out saying why isn't this thing still in may we'll talk about that in a bit but i do want to give you the leaderboard tommy fleetwood tom hoagie slept on six under par and they won't play again until saturday who is bryce garnett i want casey to tell us a little bit about him he's six under through his 13 holes he didn't want to come off the golf course, I can tell you that.
1: Yeah I, yeah, I can almost promise you he didn't want to come off the golf course. Bryce Garnett, um, he's he's a PGA Tour winner. I saw that on your Twitter feed, how did he get in the tournament. He did win uh, Corrales Punta Cana in 2018, so he has won on the PGA Tour. Uh, he's known for being a pretty solid putter. He's not uh, one of the best putters in the in the world, but he is a top 75 putter, usually strokes gained in that category for a season. So that's what he's known for, and he's good for – I would say it's usually three to four top ten finishes a year. They just kind of come out of nowhere. Uh, in the fantasy golf world, he's usually pretty cheap. So he's he's known for putting up some crazy low scores three or four times a year. Uh, surprised to see it at the Players' Championship, but he's played a lot of golf. He's not, he's not one of the young guys. He's a veteran on the tour. He knows what he's doing, and good for him to be tied for the lead at the Players' Championship.
0: Yeah, I mean, so, you know, you do the fantasy stuff a lot. I, I got to be honest with you, man, I follow golf, and I don't follow it like— can name probably every golfer. This guy does not ring a bell to me. Like, I don't, I mean, you see some names that you're not familiar with. I'm like Googling Bryce Garnett today. Yeah. Uh, and you know, so, you know, you also said Kramer Hickok. But again, these are names that uh, casual golf fans like, who is this? Like, this feels a little bit like the web.com tour championship that was here at Dyes Valley. Yeah, <laughs> You know, and now it's a corn ferry, But, uh, by the way, right behind Bryce Garnett is Kramer Hickok, who had a 67 yesterday and slept on that. Joaquin Neiman, you know that name. He's big for the sport of golf. 23-year-old from Chile. Just won Tigers Genesis Invitational last month. Keith Mitchell, Georgia Bulldog, 5 under par. Uh, that was yesterday. Uh, Enervan Lahiri, he had the one of the shots of the day, hold out on number 6 in his first round. Daniel Berger, here comes Daniel Berger, dressed the same as... Dustin Johnson yesterday, thanks to Adidas, and, uh, well, came out scoring today. Five under par par through 16 holes. He still has a couple of holes to play. Brian Harmon, four under. Sam Burns, four under. Abraham answer, four under. Let's see who else. uh, Dustin Johnson, by the way, four under par. Uh, So he looks good. And Scotty Scheffler continues to play well, even though I don't think he's hitting a lot of fairways. He keeps scoring well. He's four under par. He's won twice in the last month. And uh, we've got a couple other players at 4-under. And uh, then we go to the 3-unders, which is plentiful. So there's a little bit of an idea. 6-under still leads it, but we do have some pretty good scores out there uh, that are not done with their first round up around 4-under, 5-under, and even 6-under par. Uh, that that first-round lead could get higher than 6-under par. Uh, so that's the story from TPC Sawgrass for now. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll continue to dissect march versus may is this going to be uh, a problem going forward or is this a one-off bad luck type of thing and is it going to be a monday finish is that good bad does it matter could we get a tuesday finish holy cow a lot to digest here at tpc sawgrass 2022 players championship will be one to remember already and we've hardly seen any golf we talk more about it when we come back. Action Sports Shacks, ESPN 690. Austin Lane will join us at 4 o'clock. We take you all the way up until 6. But the first hour of the show, All Players, here on a Friday in March. All right, welcome back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. A little special hour here at the Players' Championship. We go three to four, All Players, which the first round isn't even done. By the way, uh, 11th hole that's how the last golfers have made it through their 11th hole of the first round so almost a full nine to go for some players still sometime tomorrow just to finish The first round. We're live at TPC Sawgrass. Brent Martin, O'Casey, Kurtz, Austin Lane will join us in the 4 o'clock hour for the remainder of the show when we'll get football and baseball and basketball and a little more golf in on uh, the 4-6 to portion of today's program. The PGA Tour is coming out with new information about what their plans are. We'll share that with you in a moment. But uh, I want to get Mike Borish on from Action News Jacks. Chris Fursler, Chief Meteorologist, because he really has the most important information. When the heck are we going to play golf
2: again, Borish? Probably not till afternoon tomorrow, Brent, would be my best guess. I know they've at least uh, held back the tea times until 11, and, and, you know, that could be optimistic depending on what kind of shape that course is in, even when it quits raining tomorrow morning. And what's going to come through tomorrow morning could be quite severe as well. So, um, you know, I think 11 o'clock was a wise move this far in advance to move those two tea times in the morning, but that might even be a little bit optimistic. But, hey, let's, let's go for it.
0: Yeah, I think uh, Mike Burrish with us uh, tomorrow. I just talked about this earlier in the show, Mike. It's got like, three different tournaments. we got soggy, wet conditions, which, by the way, for the best players in the world, not always bad. They get lift clean in place, and they can go make some birdies if they throw darts. But then tomorrow right. we get this storm coming through, which is going to be very windy, you've told me. Could get gusts up to 40 miles per hour. And then on Sunday we're close to a freeze warning
2: in the morning. <laughs> yeah, we've got all seasons. That- Welcome to March. Uh, yeah, a lot of rain yet too, through early this evening. The, the, that course may get one to two more inches of rain just over the next few hours. And then we should have a dry period overnight. And in the, early in the morning, some people are probably going to get out of bed that haven't been paying attention and say, well, wait a minute, this is fine, it's great. But then we have to deal with that squall line of storms. And we don't want people, I know that the, the, uh, the, folks at uh, the players don't want those people don't want fans out there and subject to what could be a a pretty nasty line of storms tomorrow morning it won't last long at least but that line of storms brett may have wind gusts up to 50 60 or even 70 miles per hour for, for just brief gusts and then once that clears out in the afternoon the sun will come out and that's when we get those north winds that'll be gusting to 30 or 40 miles per hour it'll be downright cold tomorrow afternoon but think about the difference Those weather conditions are going to be tomorrow afternoon versus what they've had and and we'll even have um, probably to start out with right out of the chute tomorrow. But that north wind is at least, I would say, at least a two-club wind on 17 tomorrow right into the players' faces as they tee off. So it's going to be
0: interesting going to be dramatic, that's for sure. Mike Burrish with us. Let me ask you two other quick questions. Uh, I think it was 2016. We had a lot of wind here. It was like an overnight storm into Saturday morning. There was a lot of debris, like trees down. They had chainsaws out. Uh, we could get debris on the course tomorrow with the kind of wind you're talking about.
2: Oh yeah, I think I, I think you could you could have debris on the course from that line of storms, and then some occasional stuff kind of flying around even thereafter, I suppose. But you're right. I mean, the, <laughs> the TPC Stadium of course—they're not going to mess around. They'll be ready to deal with this to a degree and to a point, I'm sure. But um, but yeah, there there was, will likely be at the very least some branches down and and palm fronds flying around and all that kind of good stuff. Um, and then we'll have to see what else occurs with that with that line of storms in the morning. And you mentioned the cold tomorrow night, Brent. You're right. Uh, we're calling for a temperature at the stadium course of about 34 at 7 in the morning on Sunday. Now realize su- sunrise Sundays, that's after 7.30 in the morning, about 7.35, because we spring forward one hour uh, Sunday morning early.
0: Wow, How about that? Mike Burrish with us. One more question. If we get a Monday finish, possibly even a Tuesday finish, what right. does the forecast look like on those two days?
2: Monday looks fine. Now, there may be a brief shower that comes in off the Atlantic, but it would not be of any consequence. They They'll be able to play a full day of golf on Monday. Uh, Temperatures will be much milder as well. It'll be cracking the 70-degree mark or so, upper 60s to lower 70s, really pretty decent. Tuesday becomes another wild card, although I would suspect that if they had to play Tuesday, they'd do so early. And it looks like the best chance for rain Tuesdays in the afternoon and evening. So I think they'd be fine. I'm sure they would do everything they could to tee off early Tuesday morning, try to get things moving.
0: Well, it's, uh, hopefully we don't have a trend of this in March, but some crazy weather in March, as you know, Mike Marsh. Appreciate you checking yeah. in. We'll see you on CBS 47 and Fox 30 in just a bit.
2: Thanks, you, Brandon. I appreciate everything. You
0: guys. You guys are awesome. Good work. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. Thanks for checking in. Uh, best in the business right there, Mike Bursch, First Alert Chief Meteorologist, CBS 47, Fox 30. Catch him in uh, just a few minutes at 4 o'clock, by the way, on uh, Fox 30, and then from 5 to 7 later at night uh, on your forecast because he's been nailing it. He knew this was going to be an issue, and uh, it continues to be an issue, and maybe all the way into Monday and Tuesday. All right, there's, there's new information out about uh, tickets as well uh, and what you can do with your Friday tickets. If you had a Friday ticket, the story is that we're hearing that you can use it Saturday or Sunday. Um, Not sure if it goes even later than that, but you can use your Friday ticket Saturday or Sunday, it looks like. I would double-check if I'm you on the Players' Championship website, and we'll provide more information. I don't know how that works. Uh, because they're in the media center making those announcements. We're live on radio. I don't want to give you any bad information. If you had a Friday ticket, uh, you look like you can come here Saturday and Sunday, but how that operation unfolds, I'm not fully clear. It's a digital ticket because everything is now, so maybe they just swipe it through and boom, you're good. But that's the latest, Casey. Casey, give us... um any more updates that you got? I know they were having a news conference right while we we're here in the first half hour of Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690.
1: Yeah, so they sent us an email to uh, the media members. So I assume you have this, but I know you get more emails than I do. So mine's at the top of my inbox. But all Friday stadium passes, like you said, and hospitality tickets will be avail- valid for one-time use on either Saturday or Sunday. Like you said, they have not made any announcements about Monday. And like we already know, 11 a.m. on Saturday entry gates will open no earlier than 11 a.m. on Saturday as well exact times are still to be determined due to the weather and like Burrish was just saying if there's crazy weather in the morning they don't want people out there for that so 11 a.m. gates no earlier and if you had a ticket today you can use it either today or Saturday or Sunday no word yet on Monday
0: well that's good good job by the players championship there we had some people asking us by the way about the Friday ticket and listen the 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 This is such a fun event. Uh, It's crazy to think that this is the day. This is the time. 3.30 on a Friday is like prime time at the Players' Championship. And there's nobody here. And there's no traffic on A1A. And there's no traffic coming from Nocatee. I mean, it's like, what's happening here? Did they move it back to May? (laughs) No, they did not. It's just crazy weather. I mean, it really didn't let up either. I mean, this has been a significant rainfall the last couple of days. And it's just Bad luck and unfortunate for the Players' Championship and all these guys playing and all the fans that wanted to see it because, Casey, I think Mike Boris told me we've had like one day of rain in the last couple of months. Yeah. Like one like real day of rain.
1: It feels like it hasn't rained at all.
0: And now it's all
1: in one week. Yeah, What what an unfortunate turn of events.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's just the way it goes. Uh, And uh, even the officials here at the tour said it's an unusual pattern. Usually it wouldn't be like this. Uh, But you know you're going to get different weather than in May, so that sparks the question. March or May? And there are a lot of people that really like the tournament in May. Um, I think I like the tournament in May. I don't mind it in March. I think it might make for actually a better tournament because you see the weather conditions that will shift around. Now, you don't want 36 hours of rain. But the the different wind, the cold, the the hot, the, I mean, you get everything. And so it's never the same in March. It was kind of the same in May. Not going to get a lot of rain, might get an afternoon thunderstorm, but you're probably going to get some blistering temperatures. It's hot out here. Uh, and so the beer drinking, at the very least, is better in March. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> because <laughs> you don't have to be sweating it sweating and, and drinking. it. <laughs> Too much. Um, uh, so less passing out, maybe, yeah. in, uh, you know. in March than May. We got that going for you. But what about you, Casey? Uh you have a feeling about March or May? We know the reason they did it. They moved the calendar around. And I think Jay Monahan basically looked at this and, and told us a little bit about it the other day when he had his um, state of golf. He said basically for these new TV rights coming up, getting away from college football in the nfl schedule with some of the tournaments and their calendar made sense and my guess was a little more lucrative from the tv side so that put the pga championship from august to may that moved the players championship uh from may to march and that set all this in motion once again uh so we know the why but uh, do we like it
1: i i personally do like it in march i mean Uh, Obviously, it's tough to say this right now, but usually the weather in March in terms of rain is a little less than in the summertime. And there's a reason why baseball plays spring training in March. That's because a lot of games don't get rained out in March. So obviously, this is a bad luck of the draw with that one. But usually the weather in terms of rain is better. Uh, Like you said, I think it's interesting with the could be cold. It could be hot. You really don't know what you're getting, but it's usually not. A thousand degrees, like it can be in May, you have the opportunity to get the cooler weather. And in terms of the calendar, yeah, I like it better because it doesn't get lost with the other majors, like you said. It's a standout start of golf event, if you will. The big time events follow it, so I like that part of it. And yeah, I like it here in March, but uh, you know, this week it it looks better in May. But most of the time, March uh, is the spot for me.
0: Yeah, listen, th- there's a couple other things just from a selfish standpoint. First of all, I don't mind being hot, so it's okay. The heat doesn't bother me. But um, I do think the golfers like the March time frame. They've spoken to that. You know, they like it. The golf course is, is, they feel better, overseeded, all that stuff, Um, and it changes. And, again, they were going to grow the rough anyway. So now it's just added to it because of these weather conditions. So I think that golfers, to a man, in fact, I'm just getting one from uh, <laughs> a former PGA player, Jeff Klauck, who says better in March. <laughs> Hope you didn't mind me saying that, Jeff. But so I th- again, the players' perspective, March is better. Uh, I think some of the fans' perspective is well, you could get some of this, and you'd rather almost be hot than freezing cold on and in a in a um, stocking cap on Sunday. You know. <laughs> and by the way, if you're coming from around the co- world, which a lot of people do to cover this thing or to see it, well, you better have packed a big suitcase. Or you're spending some money this weekend in Northeast Florida on some clothes. Yeah, that's You got true. a little bit of everything. So um, I I really don't mind it in uh, in March at all. It's really hard to say right now because of this. But again, I think it's worth noting in the history of this this event. I think this will be the fifth time it finishes on a Monday. Um, and you know where are we at? 48th players. So. Um, I, I wouldn't read too much into the March May stuff. I think uh I think it makes for more interest in golf and that's fun. Uh, you know, and we're in May. These guys are starting to bomb it so much of course play so fast. I mean they had pitching wedges into some of these um greens and they were just birdie machines. So yeah. uh, I was gonna I would I wish we didn't get the rain this week to the degree we got. I didn't mind a little rain, but I wish we got the rain some rain maybe. Um, But definitely the wind, then the cold, and we saw it play out with the rough that they were growing because I really wondered what the scores would look like by Sunday. Now it's hard to project what the scores are going to look like because I have no idea who's playing at what time and what kind of conditions they're going to get. Somebody could actually skate through this thing and get the best of the conditions for the entire tournament because it's going to stretch out potentially through at least five days and maybe six
1: Yeah, uh, you're absolutely right. I'm trying to think of guys that started later in the – or were finishing later yesterday. Guys like Keith Mitchell, I think, would have been in that thing. So they, in your scenario right there, might skate through and not have to play in the wind. So, yeah, I think if everyone had to play in the wind, I think you'd see scores pretty close to where we are right now uh, to win the event. But to your point, if guys can skate through without the wind and you're already up at the top of the leaderboard like Keith Mitchell or uh, some of these other guys are, you might see – Pretty decent double-digit under-par scores if they can avoid that wind.
0: And by the way, I still believe, too, like I went into this week, I picked a, you know, one of the things I would picked four golfers. They were all European golfers. I just felt like for whatever reason in my mind, it favored the European golfer. This wind, weather, cold, rain, all this stuff. felt like you're playing the Irish Open or something, you know, mm-hmm. um, or the Open Championship more so. So, again, I think we'll get, if this tournament was last week, we would have had an unbelievably beautiful week. That's true. And, and the weather would not have played a factor, like, at all in the event. And now here you go a week later, and look what we got. We got everything here in Jacksonville from a potential freeze warning to 40-mile-an-hour gusts to inches of rain uh, to to everything. So uh, I do, I'm getting a lot of comments, though, better in March, which – I, uh, I, I appreciate that. I thought more people would say May just because we're prisoners of the moment sometimes. Yeah. Uh, big story here I want to pass along to everybody who might say this multiple times. If you had a ticket t- today, you can now use it Saturday or Sunday. It's good for one of those days. We're not sure about Monday yet, but Saturday or Sunday you can use that ticket. Stuart Weber just passed this along to me, though, and this is very important. Parking is not good for Saturday or Sunday, so you're going to have to figure that part out. My guess is they were pretty filled with parking for Saturday-Sunday rounds, and so they're not able to just transition that Friday parking into Saturday-Sunday. It doesn't work as easily as transitioning your ticket to get into the event. But that could be a hiccup for some of you, so make sure you figure that part out again. Earliest will start tomorrow here at the Players' Championship, 11 in the morning. Gates won't open until they plan to start, so before you come out here, make sure you check and find out when they're going to get this thing going we have another storm coming through tomorrow exactly how long it stays when they open the gates when they actually fire off that first tee shot to try to finish this first round is still very much unknown but it'll be at 11 in the morning at the earliest a lot of golf to be played on saturday sunday in sometimes miserable conditions from a windy and cold standpoint. And then we are looking at a Monday finish for the first time since Fred Funk won in 2005. We could even get to a Tuesday finish. Let's continue to talk about the Players' Championship for one more segment. Then we welcome Austin into the fold, 4-6. to six. We'll stay with you. We talk football, baseball, all the rest of the sports going on, including more updates from here on the Players' Championship. We're live at TPC Sawgrass Action Sports Shacks at the Players'.
1: So just so there's no confusion, it was 11 a.m. and we're factoring that in. That's why we will be here making an assessment and messaging them by no later than 7 a.m. We've actually messaged to them that the next update they will receive from us is at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning.
0: I think uh, is that Gary Young. I think the the name uh, of no. the uh, PGA Tour official. That would be correct. Yeah. So uh, there you go. And he's been he was very good this morning. And, and there he was just a short time ago. So the players will find out at seven in the morning. Earliest they'll tee off is eleven o'clock. And that's probably pretty good for the players, right? I mean, sit around here, you have to stay just in case. I mean, look how about the guys last night? They teed off to play like a hole. Some of them. Yeah. It's. Yeah, which is crazy, right? And then you saw like Ian Poulter running, so he didn't yep. have to get up this morning. <laughs> I don't blame him. smart move. Yep. Not the first time he's done that here either. And so uh, I think it's pretty um, telling that it, I don't think people will feel bad for golfers, like you got to stay up, you got to do this stuff. But, again, I mean, this game is a mental grind. So I even was a bit surprised. You started the show talking about Jordan Spieth. Were you a little surprised Speeth hit that shot? Because he didn't have to. He could have marked it. What happens when they blow the horn and play suspend is you can finish out the hole uh, if you want. Um, but you don't have to. You can mark it. And several guys did. I think like Rory and that group was on 16, yeah. and they marked their ball. Well, uh, what happened with Spieth is he played 17, and he's like 200 par, I think. And he, he actually hit it, got probably lucky the conditions were the way they were. It landed a bit soft and headed down the cart path, like the walkway, to get up to the Island Green. It didn't go all the way down. Now, in past years, if it's dry, it might go all the way down. Right. <laughs> so it didn't. But so halfway down, he's hitting a shot. And I'm like, there was like a puddle in front of the hole, basically. And I'm like, wow, what are, why is he hitting this shot right now? Does he think it's an advantage to maybe hit the puddle and stop it? Or that soft spot and stop it? Well, what happened was he hit it short of the green, and it just, like, checked up, like, right on the fringe. So... He uh, he still has that putt remaining, right?
1: Yes, he didn't finish the putt.
0: Yeah, but so he didn't hit it through the water, which then was smart. But I was actually a little surprised that that he even took the chip shot, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, I first of all, I don't know if you saw it from the – I don't know what angle you saw it from or wherever you were, but he got incredibly lucky that he that thing was hauling when it came off the club and was rolling down the car path, and it hit the heavy rough and luckily kicked back to the car path because if that thing – if the rough wasn't stiff yes. right there, that thing's in the water 100% in his rounds uh, in shambles. But I'm not surprised he hit the shot because me and Amanda were watching and she said the same thing, like, why is he playing that? And I was like, well, I'm guessing he's going to want to stop it because that's a. if you let the come back and play it and you let the conditions be dry and all that, that's almost impossible to stop that thing and without letting it roll past the hole and potentially gone if you hit it wrong. So I wasn't surprised surprised he hit the shot, but... Uh, and it's also, I can't imagine sleeping on that shot for, like, two days.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. Maybe maybe he didn't want that. That's it. Uh, he might not have wanted that. All right, so, hey, here's the deal. You know the leaderboard from yesterday, Tommy Fleetwood and, and uh, Tom Hoagie, right? Uh, Kramer Hickok, he was finished yesterday. Joaquin Neiman, Keith Mitchells of the world. Well, let me give you an update on some of the guys that played today. In case, we did have some golf. We didn't have a lot of golf, but we had some golf, and there were some pretty good numbers out there. Again, the conditions are miserable, but it doesn't mean it's bad for scoring. These guys have scored. Bryce Garnett, 600 par through 13 holes. We'll see what he does down the stretch. Now, he started on the back nine, but we'll see what he does uh, down the stretch and he could have a one-two-shot lead if he closes out strong, but obviously he won't do that until tomorrow. Daniel Berger really coming out strong. Two holes to play. He'll play 17 and 18. He is at five under par. Uh, Dustin Johnson having himself a nice round, along with Scotty Scheffler. Those guys are four under par. And you've got a couple other ones out on the golf course uh, at four under as well, but some of the big names uh, that you know are those guys. Brooks Kepka, three under. Xander Shoffley, three under. So they're playing okay. Uh, Actually, very well. That's a perfect place to be. Uh, Jordan Spieth is two under, as we mentioned, but he's got a lengthy par putt uh, to stay there. Justin Thomas, defending champ, two under. Your guy, Max Homa, two under. Justin Rose had it to three, dropped to two. Zach Johnson, he's two under par. A lot of guys at two under par, by the way, Um, and uh, one under the same way. I think a little bit of a surprise here, Casey, Rory McIlroy. He had, I think, he made three birdies in a row at one time but uh, sits at one over par, just can't seem to get it going. He's in the fairway at 16 when he resumes tomorrow.
1: Yeah, Rory did not look, well, I mean, you know, it, it just didn't look right for Rory McIlroy today, no matter how good or bad it's gone. It just didn't didn't look right. Same with Colin Morikawa, two guys that you don't necessarily expect to struggle here, Morikawa especially, but Rory, uh, it didn't it's hard to win this tournament twice, and we haven't seen Rory play a lot recently. That's part of the thing with this event. You see guys try to get in form before it. Rory didn't really take that approach. He's played a little bit, not a ton, so that might be playing into it, and then, yeah, it's he's he's in a tough spot, especially if he's going to have to play with that win tomorrow.
0: Yeah, so, and you know, did you catch this watching? Did Rory look... Uh, what's the word? Disinterested is too severe, but, like... He looks like he just doesn't have a swagger to him. Looks like he's a little, like, I don't know where the ball's going to go. Y-
1: yes, I I actually do feel that way about him, yeah. It's hey. just, it's I've said this a couple times, not on here, but just on other platforms that I talk about golf on, but I Rory is the one guy to me that I have always thought... And he said it. There's more to Rory McIlroy than golf. And that's becoming more and more apparent now he's a father. He's got a lot of other things on his mind. So I've always wondered, like, when will that come for Rory? Like, there are tournaments where we see him like this. And disinterested is a somewhat fair word, not totally fair. But I'm not surprised to see him like this. But at a Players' Championship, it does give me some concerns going forward for how long we will see Rory McIlroy on the PGA Tour. That's very
0: interesting. that, that That has crossed your mind or you thought of that. I kind of was thinking of something similar today. I don't want to be too dramatic. I, and this isn't based off his play, but when I had that thought, I started thinking. Actually, when I was driving here today, I was like, I wonder if he's a guy that's like he feels a responsibility to play, and but does he like in his mind, has he accomplished enough already, or is there still more that he's hungry to accomplish? Um, Is he disappointed because he knows he's ultra talented and he hasn't probably delivered as much as he could or should in his own mind and maybe other people's too. But I almost was thinking the same thing. Is there a satisfaction to him that he doesn't need to play week in, week out, year in, year out until he's 50 years old to, to feel good, to feel happy, to feel content. Yeah. Like that crossed my mind too about Rory McIlroy. Like, I don't, and I don't know Rory well enough. I'm I'm not saying he doesn't love the game, but I just, listen, we see people retire at different sports in a lot of different ways and ages. This guy's already done a lot, man. He's got more money than he knows what to do with. We talk about him as a great ambassador. I love listening to him. I think he's fantastic. I think he's a great superstar uh, in all sports, but in the sport of golf. But it's wild that you bring that up because I actually was thinking of that to myself. Could we see a shorter career out of Rory McIlroy than we're used to from some of our top golfers?
1: I, I think it's it's very possible. And, uh, you know, there, there there are questions about Rory and his longevity. But a couple of things, another couple of things I think about with Rory, this is only his fourth start of the season. And now, granted, a lot of people don't play on the fall swing, and that is what it is. But... We don't usually see Rory coming into this event with four starts under his belt. It's usually seven to eight and four this year is a red flag for him. He just hasn't played a lot. Obviously, Uh, he does have a newborn, so he he's being a dad, but he does have a lot going on. And then on the flip side of that, he's 32 years old now, and let's just be honest: at 10 years ago or eight years ago, when Rory when he thought when he was 30 years old, he probably thought he'd have all the majors done. He probably thought he'd have a couple more wins. So, when you get to that age and you look back, like. He's accomplished a lot. Is he content with that? It's hard to say, but I think, Rory, there's a lot going on with Rory, and I think he is a prime candidate to be one of those guys to maybe call it a career a little earlier than expected.
0: Yeah, that would be interesting. By the way, you say 32. He feels like he's been on tour for 20 years.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: That's one thing about this sport, too, right? I mean, you're in the limelight. You're, when you're an early star, like, you're a star for a long time. Oh, yeah. And uh, so – I don't know. I don't. Look, I don't say it as a bad thing, by the way. If he's content and he plays until he's 35 or 40, and says, "Hey, I, I just don't feel it, right?" And guys say that all the time. Like I, once I don't feel like playing, I'm, I'm gonna walk away from it. But I, I feel like for Rory, there's still like this sense of responsibility on his shoulders because he kind of helps carry the sport all over the globe. Um, he, he's, he's a star, and he's a very good at it. Uh, so, interesting. That's interesting read that you had today. I, I do, too. Uh, more importantly, just about this event, I was surprised he shot one over par because guy with his game I thought might eat this golf course up
1: yeah.
0: uh, today, and he's one over seven shots off the lead with a couple of holes to, few holes to play. He's on 16. All right, that'll do it for our one hour of Players Championship coverage nonstop. 4 p.m. until 6 p.m. We welcome Austin Lane back into the show. To finish up a week, we talk football, baseball, free agency frenzy in both sports. Jags make a move with Carlos Hyde. We'll also check back in on the Players' Championship as well. We're coming back live from TPC Sawgrass on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690 right after this.